1: Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists. The Marvel Universe podcast presents Mischievous Musings, the Loki podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And before we get into the usual mischievous rigmarole, I was trying to, you know, go phonetic with that, but couldn't do it. Phonetic, genetic, alliter- lose control. Alliterative, or whatever the word is. Pump up the volume. Alliterative? Yeah. Something something, Yeah. Something not. Yeah, like Peter Parker. Oh, that. Or Ben Bear. Pit. Or Pink Panther. Dead ant. Dead ant. Dead ant. It's Dead really ant. not
0: nice to say that.
1: <laughs> Before we get into all that good stuff, we want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them thar. Social meteors. In the sky. Look. Up in the p- oh. oh, no, that's just a satellite falling down. Duck before we get into all that good stuff like I said social media Facebook Twitter Instagram at The Marvelists you can also find us individually on social media I'm on Facebook and Twitter at Peter Melnick you can find myself on TikTok at Peter Melnick but better you can find Eddie Wilson on social media as well
0: that is Instagram at Eddie 9193 and the ever old
1: reliable Facebook and by the way you can tell certain episodes when they were recorded before and after that are coming down the pipeline very soon yep Uh, There's an episode recently where we have Eddie do the social media plugs, and there's no mention of his Facebook. There's a lot of those.
0: Why is that? Because we weren't including that until it was brought to my attention by my ever-loving wife. Why aren't you saying Facebook? Who knows, Eddie? Who knows? You set this up. (laughs) You set me up.
1: How dare you? It's an eminence front.
0: It's a put
1: on. A put on. put on. Also, you can find us on a wide variety of streaming platforms. TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify. We love, or iHeartRadio. There we go. Not we love, i we. well, we do love radio. But all of those platforms available for all iOS and Android devices. And be sure to go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, share, five star if you're ever so inclined, et cetera, et cetera. You can also help support the show at patreoncom uh, Marvelists and for as little as $3 a month to as much as <laughs> you can be able to support the show and get rewarded for it. See that's where Facebook will come in handy when you hit translation. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I've seen some pretty dumb translations on social media where it'll go you you type something it's sort of literally hi 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 like some weird thing. Okay. That's, that's the end I have of that story. See that, so. Thank you for your time short story but anyway go on patreon for as little as three dollars gets you early access to episodes and our undying love and gratitude you also get for five dollars two count them two new shows exclusive for the patreon feed fantastic voyage where we cover all 102 issues plus annuals plus crossovers plus whatever our little hearts desire pertaining to stan lee and jack kirby's legendary fantastic four and also, Eddie, I believe there's another show that has just launched. Uh-huh. There is. What's it called? You haven't read that? What? I haven't read what? What I just said. You didn't give me a script or anything. You're off the cuff as it is. Well, no, I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt. See? No cuff even. <laughs> Fan- that is the new show. It is fantastic. I almost said Fantastic Voyage again. But no, this show is Eddie Wilson discovering comics that he has never read. Before. At all. Until. And, yeah, no, until that recording. And... The very first episode, our July episode... Or no, our June episode, is going to be... Batman. The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller, Lynn Varley, Klaus Janssen, among a host of others involved. And yeah, Eddie never read that book before. But minor spoilers in regards to it. Eddie, did you like the book? I loved it! But in that episode, you get to hear a lot of different talk about it, commentary from both of us about the book. Eddie's first time reading it, and just overall experience, so... There's more than just I loved it. There's a lot more, a lot more audio content. And by the way, our August episode is going to be Watchmen. Yeah. Eddie, have you been reading it?
0: No, I was just look at it. you haven't read that?
1: <laughs> See, that's the name of the show, too. But you can also support the show at belowthecollar.com slash... Marvelous. And get the Dad Joke Immune t-shirt, because God willing, if you made it this far, you are, in fact, Dad Joke Immune. It's a vicious cycle here. <laughs> yeah. Well, what can you do? Well, I know what we can do. We can talk about episode number five of Loki, Journey into Mystery. Where Loki tries
0: to escape the Void, a desolate purgatory where he meets variant versions of
1: himself. When he goes into the Void, do you think he avoids the Noid? There was no pizza delivery there, so... Well, well, technically, if you remember... Spoilers for later in this episode, of the episode, but we do see Mobius driving in an automobile with a piece of pizza <laughs> on the true. top of it. So there was technically a pizza. Did the Noid get involved? We don't know. Got written out, copyright infringement. Who knows? I mean, I I was definitely pleased with this episode compared to last week's. I I was right with something. When we get to a halfway point, we're just like, oh, now we're on the road to where this is going. So I'm definitely excited to see where this could lead us to. Because this is it. One more, done. Yeah. Right? Right. Thank and you. Just the, overall, the episode was really fun, and I would say it is an episode for the hardcore comic fans with a lot of references to the comics. We're getting the Kid Loki costume and the classic Loki that we saw last week. Costume? Yeah. Okay, I thought that's that, what you said. That is the costume of what they wear in the uh, books. You have, and it, it's funny because this was called Journey Into Mystery. Where did Thor get his start? Number 83. Well, no, technically mythology, Eddie, but also. Oh,
0: in the book. There's the same name as the show. It wouldn't have the name of the show if we didn't have the book. Come on. it's I
1: told you, a vicious cycle. This is example number Two. Two. But one of the things about this with the whole journey into mystery, that's where Kid Loki made his first appearance as well and had his own little title going on for a little bit of time. And no, I'm not saying little because he's a kid, although uh, jokes write themselves, don't they, folks? But, yeah.
0: Eddie? Well, we start with the TVA upside down, like that That whole camera view right there and slows, slows, slowly zooming into the doors. About of... as
1: slow as getting your
0: sentence out just now. That's exactly <laughs> correct. I was being meticulously... In- yeah sure
1: you were wink but did we
0: see you know with those doors before did we happen to notice that those were triangular like hourglasses i mean it it makes perfect
1: sense to be able to do so although you know it is appropriate this week that they have that because what is this week opening in theaters
0: black widow
1: and also for the uh third week in a row f9 fast and the furious the, I'm sorry we're all, about, we're all about family here on this podcast, Eddie
0: Okay, the the follow-up podcast to you haven't read that is going to be You haven't seen that? So Fast and the Furious, one through nine <laughs>
1: Put them on the list right now Don't forget Hobbs and Shaw Hobbs and Shaw, Eddie oh, you Do you f- want to include Fast and the Furious, the animated series on Netflix? I do not Okay, good, because no one would But <laughs> Wow Well, it's pretty terrible, probably Looks like it sucks Man. Well,
0: if you hear the sound of a vacuum, you know you're correct
1: but in regards to the overall look of the uh, TVA, I think you're on to something with that element of the uh, hourglass. 100%. That makes perfect sense. And it, if that's something that people have pointed out in the past and we just noticed it for the first time, well... Oops, shame on us. <laughs> eh. Well, we never... We, we have lives,
0: Eddie. We maybe had not seen such an extreme close-up shot of those doors. We knew there was some kind of etching pattern on there, but we didn't know for sure. And then when What's-Her-Face name was going through... Um, the, the, the TVA director of sorts. I really, her name escapes me since the beginning. So
1: Ruddiger, little Rudiger <gasps> Ruddiger? Okay, mm-hmm.
0: his name is Bart. His name isn't important because Sylvie and she, you know, they pick up the action <laughs> with or her she, pronouns. Her, pal, that's oh, right. The the other two goyles. Yeah, when she says nothing ever comes back from there, being the void, the place where the TVA sends its rubbish, it doesn't care what happens there.
1: And i got to tell you, with the whole element of the pruning from the previous week's episode, it made me really glad to know that technically, yeah, you're getting quote-unquote pruned, but you live, essentially. If that's where everybody is sent when they're pruned, then, okay, we
0: know you've got another spot, a place to go. And it, of course, I think, of course, had a very Thor Dark World look about it. Just because it was dark, if nothing else.
1: And it was a world. And the uh, destruction all around, the demolished buildings and so on. Well, again, you know, in reference to last week's episode, has any talk of Thor: The Dark World made you want to watch the movie again? I've kind of been in that boat. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think I'll watch it?
0: Uh, eventually, but you keep talking, and you know, that's that's about where it ends.
1: Pretty much the same. Yeah. So, stay tuned, true believers. Will Peter probably watch it? Probably not. <laughs> Because you've seen it more than once, and that's enough. Uh, I certainly, I've certainly i seen it two times now, so, Eddie. So there's another two. Oh, boy, another vicious cycle. Whew. But in regards to just some of the things in this episode, the comic book references that we've been getting, a lot more comic-accurate costumes, a lot more comic-accurate visual gags, or just little Easter eggs for the audience to see. Eddie, what was the biggest one that people have been talking about within the last 24 hours of this episode being... Uh, made or released?
0: Well, I think it's the comic book version of Loki, in uh, that
1: you know, bordering on gaudy attire. I mean, is perhaps? it really an Easter egg if he's out front and center? No, because Easter eggs are hidden, Eddie. Well, okay, but
0: that was the most thing—the thing that most stuck out, right? For but, me.
1: Well, I'm talking about in regards to little visual gags and stuff like that. The bigan, the Thanos copter,
0: the some kind of vehicle that I thought I saw sticking up out of the ground that was not the same as this photo that I had seen or was shown to me by yourself, by by Kent, at uh, Main Street Comics on, maybe on, was it on Twitter? I
1: don't know. You're not on Twitter. No, somebody pulled
0: it Did you get those traffic updates, by the way? Yeah, from (laughs) the copter?
1: No, no, not at all. But in regards to the uh, Thanos copter, it is one of those... The Thanos copter is something that is a running joke in the Marvel community for, I want to say, the last maybe 10 years, give or take. The, you know, the story originated in the 1970s with these, I think the Spidey Super Stories, right?
0: Could be, yes, exactly. That's yeah. where it debuted yeah. mm-hmm.
1: and it led to my personal, like, everyone talks about that scene with the Thanos copter. My personal favorite moment with the Thanos in that Spidey Super Stories and I called him the Thanos. He's like, the Betty, yeah, yeah. or the Betty or, you know, whatever. Oh, the, the. But, that's a group. In regard, <laughs> in regards to, that's all I know about that. Yeah. In yeah. regards to Thanos and that issue, my favorite visual is Thanos getting arrested by the police. Just yes. his hands behind his back as yeah. he's getting put into a cop car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by two cops, by the now way, too. Sure Perfectly two. balanced.
0: I, and I'm sure that that issue is
1: uh, not cheap, too. No, it's not. And it, it's because <laughs> it's, it's also an early appearance of Thanos, whether it's canon or not, in regards to the overall Marvel mythos, whatever. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's so meme-worthy. There's so many memorable moments that are just... You can take them, pluck them out, and make a joke out of them.
0: And I'm sure there's been... And we, I think, have even spoken about... Heh, if you had an, an a race you know, in the air with Thanos Copter and Doctor Doom's shark plane or copter,
1: yeah. First off, I would watch that race of in course, a heartbeat. Of course. Imagine that as a Disney Plus like event. <laughs> Disney, guys, Disney, Marvel, just please do something like this. I would... We could be the commentators for this. We're the ones doing the commentary, and you know, of course, we're going to be paid by Latveria with Doctor Doom. I understand that. You know, we have to have the, our personal but, biases. But the, the, but the currency is only good in that country. It is true. It is. <laughs> my favorite Doctor Doom moment is still like he owes like a uh, Luke Cage, I think, two hundred and fifty dollars. No, <laughs> like something like that, and Luke Cage goes, Where, "Where's my money, honey?"
0: Oh, sweet Christmas. <laughs>
1: But in regards to uh, the that issue with Thanos and everything and all of the quote-unquote meme-worthy elements of it, my favorite moment also is they referenced it like decades later in the Jerry Dugan-Brian Posehn Deadpool where Deadpool has the Tesseract in his hands the cosmic cube and he walks up to Thanos who's in the Thanos copter and he goes, Deadpool, it's me, Thanos. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> because it's emblazoned on the side in big black letters, Thanos. Yeah. And again... This is a vehicle in the Marvel Universe that has been now forever immortalized as a Hot Wheels toy. It was a San Diego exclusive where they took it and put it inside a little Cosmic Cube. Perfect. And it's the coolest thing. Like, I've wanted to get one of those for years, but I'm just like, eh, it's a San Diego. I'm, I'm good. You know, the resale value is just a pain in the anus. <laughs> but I do have one of the coolest things with the Thanos Copter, a remote control Thanos Copter. It was a Walgreens exclusive.
0: Jeez. When was that?
1: This was, I want... No, this was, I think, within the last five years. That recent? Wow. Okay. Well, think about it. It's one of those, hey, let's make this as a goof, you know? Because, like, a lot of the store exclusives, they tend to do that. You know, like, they'll do a store exclusive of a character they know will not sell under any other normal circumstances. And they'll throw him as an exclusive guaranteed to make him sell because now you have the false impression of, uh-huh. I can only find it in one place. It's a scarcity now. So you take a character like Mobius, who's going to be a Target exclusive, sell him because, really, Eddie, do you think there are many people clamoring for an Owen Wilson action figure of him in a suit with a mustache?
0: Oh, wow. Wow.
1: I don't know. <laughs> he said something in this episode that had me dying, and it was, the cl- it was very close to him saying, wow. It was at the very end as he's in the car looking up at the hurricane or the tornado.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. It's a clown.
1: It's a clown. Something like that, he said. But it just caught me so off guard. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't say wow in the show, but good enough. But you kind of wished it for sure. But I, I think it's kind of funny that we see all these Marvel, you know, well, quote-unquote exclusives. Was it not
0: so much of a surprise? Because I think we had spoken from the
1: last episode that... That he came back? That Mobius was still alive. Man, oh man. I was genuinely excited, and it led to my one of my favorite moments. It was uh, one of two wholesome moments I got to experience today, by the way. I'll tell you the other one off mic. But... It led to that moment of, you're my favorite, as he whispers in his yeah, ear yeah. and hugs him. That was, it made me appreciate it because of the fact of the character building. But wait, Mobius said that while he was hugging Loki, but said that to Sylvie, I believe. Well, he was looking toward, I don't I don't think he
0: was saying it to I think
1: he was whispering it to him.
0: No, that's how I understood it. That's how it looked like to me. Really? Yeah, he, he was hugging Loki, but also looking over Loki's shoulder and whispering, saying to, to Sylvie, you're my favorite.
1: I love that. I love that element of...
0: And the thing where where um, Loki was running to Sylvie, reuniting with her, and then all of a sudden realizing, Mobius, like you're here too. Yeah. So whether Loki was wrapped up in his self-love and only saw Sylvie, I don't know. Little side thing, whatever, I don't know. But it didn't seem like it was such a major revelation that, oh, Mobius is here. He happens to be driving a pizza delivery car, but... I mean, that's the only vehicle he could probably get, let's be honest. (laughs) Because the the van with the uh, time machine in it was taken by Scott
1: Pym. See, I was thinking more, you know, there's this uh, uh, white-haired scientist and his friend who likes to wear uh, orange vests. (laughs) Yeah. This is heavy.
0: 21 gigawatts. They didn't have enough power there.
1: This, This is heavy, Doc. Great Scott. Yeah, that's right. And other references to the 1985 classic Back to the Future. The Biff Tannen Museum. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would go to the Biff Tannen Museum in a heartbeat. Actually, yeah. let me ask you. In the Marvel Universe, who would be worthy of a Biff Tannen-style museum?
0: Who would be... Wor- oh, to get one in a similar... In the style in a of a... similar vein? I would
1: love to see... Talalea Tavon, the collector. To himself? Yeah, well, you know. You know what? Yeah, I could see that. Personally, in the regular Marvel realm, I would, go, I would love to see the Justin Hammer Museum. Okay. All right. Failure upon failures were not in Justin Hammer's career. No, no, no. All of these uh, weapons that did not go kaflooey were the fault of everyone else except for Justin Hammer. That's right. Kaboom. Yeah, big
0: kaboom, yeah. Uh, let me go back, please, to the kid Loki where...
1: Take you back.
0: He's being, uh, what do you call it? Loki's being told to respect the boy, because this means And let's the hear it for the boy. Thank you, Denise Williams. 1984 soundtrack to Footloose. This is Ah, his the Carrie king- Von Erick movie. The the void is his kingdom. So, go figure that. We kind of get to see that with the kid Loki sitting
1: on what could resemble a throne and those large candy canes on either side of him. I want to know the context of that. Like, why it was what that was? With the candy canes. Like, what was the symbolism behind that? Like, why, what was it's the a, decision? Maybe it's a kid thing. You, uh, I'm thinking that. You know, kid-related stuff. But. Although, to be completely honest, we got the character development of classic Loki. And we got a little bit of development of kid Loki. Alligator Loki, which is a great thing to say out loud, by the way. Just love that. G- just Gator
0: Loki.
1: But- G- Gator Loki, but we don't get much of a uh, boastful uh, Loki, which I'm surprised about. Yep. He's got a cool look to him.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And to be completely honest, you look at these characters, all of the Lokis are very toyetic. Toyetic? Yeah. It's a, t- it's a term in the uh, marketing of movies and television and games and stuff where you take something and it has a quote-unquote toyetic look. Like you look at the um, Batman Forever and Batman Robin movies, how they're designed to overall look. They have costumes designed to sell toys. Okay, I thought it related to marketing of, of merchandise. it, is. it yes. definitely okay. is. But like, well, you look at all of them; like, they're all very toyetic. I, I do have something
0: very much on that in that similar vein, toyetic. That friend of the show and cosplayer, along with his wife Natasha, uh, Jason uh, Nerd Nerd Truth, posted a picture of him wearing Loki's restraining collar. Which he apparently it's out there already. He he has one, and like wow already, you know.
1: Again, there there's so many elements of you know, the marketing of the show. I have a Ms. Minutes pin. Mm, okay. I have you know I've seen that. I've seen I have the Loki figure, and like one of the things was when I got the figure, took it out of the package, turned them around. Yeah, it says variant on the jacket, <laughs> which is great, but it's also. There are oh-so-many variant jackets available Mm -hmm. now. There are variants of the variant jacket. And, like, there are official, there are knockoff ones, and... So what is a knockoff one that has variant on the back? It's spelled vertically and not horizontally? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, knockoffs as in, like, you know, third-party companies that maybe maybe make it for a more affordable price or maybe made it right before Disney announced, hey, we're going to do our own. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, for me with my Star-Lord jacket they have bootleg Star-Lord like, uh, star jackets. Mine's one of those because it's an actual leather jacket. Mm. But Disney themselves, they made actual like synthetic leather ones with well, like and With one okay.
0: more po- point about Boy Loki and the question that kid Loki. Our, our Loki, sorry, Boy Loki. <laughs> kid, kid, kid Loki. Wow. Alright, it's been a long day. What was, and our Loki says, what was his Nexus event and you recall the answer?
1: I believe it was killing Thor, right? He killed Thor. Wait, no, kill, the one who killed. Thor. Yeah, yeah, it was because like kid that Loki look se- on his face, like afterwards, I killed Thor.
0: Yeah. So, like, wait, we we'd like some more story
1: on that, please. Yeah, but maybe for another time. And it's it's fine because then let's say hypothetically speaking, it happens a Loki season two. Yeah. Okay. You could build into that, and the kid Loki run of the character is highly, you know. Like, a lot of people love that run. Karen Gillen's run, I believe that was, uh, it uh, it's, uh, sprung out of, uh, what's it called? The uh, Fear Itself event.
0: Okay. I not
1: know. Have you read Fear Itself? No. Eh, you're good. But it's in the collection. Uh, it's, it, it's, you know, in out of all the comics events, you can read, it's certainly one of them. Yeah. It's very, I hate saying things like this because the, te- the uh, big event books, they put a lot of effort into them. It's very unremarkable. Mm. So, well, I don't know if unremarkable fits what I'm going to say
0: next. And that is when Sylvie, uh, after this little betrayal between well, her there's Miss Minutes involved also, but Sylvie is apparently surrounded by TVA or hiding behind cabinets, and she self-prunes. Yeah, was that a maybe a minor surprise or minor shock? It Wasn't a, a huge but since we kind of know what happens anyway, maybe it wasn't as, oh, my God,
1: you know. I think that should have been a episode cliffhanger. That decision makes a good move for mm. a, Because here's the thing. It loses its value once you see the same thing happen to Loki. Yeah. Because then you have, okay, you have that. Then you have, was, that's that scene was the mid credit scene last week, right, where he shows up in that world and he meets yes. the other Lokis? Yes. Okay. I would say it loses its surprise once, yeah, you see, oh, everything everything's okay, you know, everything's hunky-dory, you know, they're going off, they're going to be safe. But you could have done that scene at the end of last week's episode, have her prune herself, and then you're just like, oh my god, she quote-unquote pruned or killed herself, because that's what it's essentially meaning, yeah, doing I, that. I I don't disagree with that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see that scene, and you're like, what what happened to her? Then later on in the episode, you see, okay, she's fine. But now you have that element of, oh, she prunes herself. Oh, she's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it does lose that value.
0: Yeah. They must have weighed that in. I don't know.
1: I just, I think, you know, don't even show it. And then the next week, now she shows up. Where was she this whole time? Who knows? But- right, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. But then we move into uh, many or different Loki stories. I guess how these other Lokis came to be where they are type of thing and uh, and the term that I caught onto was the god of outcasts.
1: Well, I enjoyed the fact that Loki was not uh, not bothered or surprised by Gator Loki. Just that line of, yeah, it doesn't even bother me. Like that's I'm surprised that it's not even surprising me.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, he kind of like, okay, I guess this is what it yeah, is. It, so that's,
1: that's normal. Just settle into it. But then
0: Loki it, has this plan to which he is just ridiculed by all the other Lokis they just burst out into laughter yeah but meanwhile what does he try to climb back out of the underground place that they're they're hiding out and f- we see
1: more Lokis and we also see that big fight scene which by the way that would have been perfect to dub Ballroom Blitz by Sweet Over It and you see well if it wasn't used in Suicide Squad perhaps I don't uh, know oh yeah it was not that movie that's a shame <laughs> yes but oh we can canon uh, retroactively you know remove it from there <laughs> okay nerd law uh-huh. um but one of the things was that got me noticing about that scene was all of this chaos is going on and Loki is just, you know, like narrowly escaping the entire thing. Like, eh, I can find my way out of this. Like, he's literally cha cha his way out of there.
0: Right. And then ensues or just starts to, which is why he extricates himself into all this uh, Loki infighting.
1: But I, I love how he, like, very smoothly leaves. Yeah, and the thing about it I like is the fact that you can compare it to anything else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe all of the infighting all of the big fights yeah. and literally some character just be like well i am see you later because <laughs> it's like it's the equivalent of you're watching a big fight scene in an Avengers movie and the cameraman is just narrowly avoiding everything he's like oh this is my job it's it's all everything you know you have all of that going on while one person is just like I'm trying not to get hit
0: yeah, I, I agree with that. This
1: camera is very expensive. <laughs> it's exactly. <laughs> and I value my life. It's a 4K camera, and I value my life. My life is more than 4K. Value. Yeah, that joke's done, Connie. Yeah, yeah, you know. No. Now,
0: this entity, the uh, the storm thing, the angry cloud, the uh, alias, I think it was called.
1: Ah, uh, yes, Cloud Godzilla. It's a death sentence because
0: yeah, it had a Godzilla
1: face. It when looked. It did. Thank you. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. seeing that. I'm like. Am I am I watching Kong
0: versus Godzilla again? So it had a, it had very red eyes and red mouth, and we were just missing the flame
1: shooting out of it. But we did it, see a lot of purple lightning. You're seeing you're seeing that one way he goes up from the bottom, the cloud. Yeah, and just that it reminds me of yeah. Godzilla versus Kong so much. Like every time it was opening its mouth, I was expecting the lightning thing to come out of it, like up into yeah. the sky. Like you know,
0: well we did see it's the, my uh, nightlight. <laughs> we we did see the comic book Loki the older, I'm going to say, Loki, you know, go into its mouth, and then the helmet was what was left on the ground as he sacrificed. And, did, you know, I'm not sure what the relevance was of this that I just mentioned, Loki reestablishing or rebuilding this city that had been demolished, with all, you know, and what that could have meant to the approaching storm cloud, Elioth, which then, you know, summarily did get, Eddie, were you, trying to say,
1: were you trying to say the TV show Alias with a lisp?
0: No, not or, at all. Or, what is it? Alias.
1: Oh, that's my favorite Jessica Jones comic.
0: Yeah, it's otherwise known as. Mm-hmm. You're despicable. Thanks, Sylvester. Or,
1: or Daffy. Yes, that's right. That's true, Dad. Mm-hmm. Eddie Wilson, ain't I a stinker?
0: Segway to our TVA director and and Hummer. Nah. <laughs> that's wrong. Hunter B fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> what a day we're having or oh just me. most
1: certainly okay
0: and some kind of link with, uh, with a variant or the variant
1: well one uh, one other thing I actually I want to bring this up real quick rewind but President Loki oh yes how we're seeing all of those people around all the other Lokis including like a random you know Joey Janela uh, Loki where he's got the uh, pit viper glasses I'm like oh this is cool and every single one has a Vote for Loki sticker, which, by the way, I love that they're acknowledging the Vote Loki storyline again.
0: Yeah, I do. I was just in the main
1: vote, the uh, button. I uh, just thought that was that. I'm wait, You know that's going to be merchandise. Like, that sure. has to be. I yeah. would I would buy a Vote for Loki pin. Yeah. If it's not already been made by, like, a fan reproduction or whatever. Or the fact when they did the book, Marvel could have put those out in local comic shops as, like, a free giveaway. You know
0: what? And I've seen, uh, like, four pin... Uh, to are the button sets like that in a store like, like Five Below. Yeah. So
1: that could very well be a You set. think they'll have that at Five Below? Like Sure. Because they. I love when a Disney Plus series happens and Five Below go, goes all in on some of the stuff mm-hmm. for it.
0: Yeah. A lot of comic-related stuff
1: at that store. I like it. I've seen.
0: The Link, again, with the variant. Now we get to, uh, again, Hunter B-15. Miss Minutes is also here. Yeah. Uh, the request to get all the files and
1: whoever created the TVA is in danger. And there's a lot of speculation on who is running the TVA. Yep. And the uh, website Digital Spy they had a whole article about it. You know, and I love how they open this. They go, "When your notes include things like alligator Loki bit off President Loki's hand, you can't help <laughs> but wonder if Loki itself might have bitten off more than it can chew." But I do love the idea of all the bizarreness of this and someone speculated that Judge uh, Ravona Renslayer is running the TVA. Right. Yeah. And, you know, their their justification is the character's been acting shifty from the let-go, or let the get-go, go, the get-go, sorry. I... Good, no, you're doing it. And then another one is, another speculation is Ms. Minutes is running the TVA. And you know what? Ooh. That's the one I can see. I can see that. Sure, Why I, I can would see that. this sentient uh, cartoon, you know that is the actual leader of this.
0: I almost thought that from the very first episode, and hearing that "Welcome to the TVA, enjoy your d-, whatever it was that Y'all. she said at the end" would be recurring at the end of each of these episodes. I was wrong, but that that just I don't know, little
1: segue there. And then some, they also speculated Mobius is running the TVA, which I disagree with. Mm-hmm. There is way too much of the character. He's still, he's more of an underling. He's still, you know, he's like middle management. He's not upper management right. or the uh, CEO. Then the other speculation was another Loki variant is running the TVA. Maybe even one we haven't seen yet. You Fisto. never know. So, <laughs> that was the next one on the list.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: And no, no, I do not. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it... it Although, they also speculated Kang the Conqueror. Again, I don't think it's Kang. Kang is going to be played by a big-name actor who is the lead of the show Lovecraft Country. I'm looking up the name of the actor right now, so give me one I moment. tell you what,
0: who could be one of Kang's underlings? Dr. Bong!
1: You know, I would love more than anything I to see that's... Dr. Bong in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> First off, give more Steve Gerber love. Second of oh, all, geez. but anyway... Jonathan Majors is the actor who played the lead in Lovecraft Country and will be the lead actor of, well, the main actor of, what's his name? Uh, Kang the Conqueror. So. What about those
0: funky headless? Cole Medinas, yes. Funky Cole Medinas. Uh, To see these funky, headless, goose-like creatures... Running, running around the void with some kind of circular thing as their
1: as their Yeah, I was, I was looking at those, and I love that character design, but it makes no sense. Yeah. It's the planet's wildlife, perhaps, for, for
0: consumption, hunting and, and feeding
1: purpose. I don't know. One of the things about the Marvel Universe is how expansive the Marvel Universe can really be, where yeah. you have characters like that, where you have critters like that running around, and it's not like the level of Star Wars where, hey... We're going to take a random, you know, Gleep Glop running around and make it into a merchandising phenomenon, kind of like the Porgs from The Last Jedi or the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi. Mm, okay. But it's just that whole element of a character like that, I could totally see them doing merchandise with if it was another brand. But Marvel on the, Marvel is not really like that, though. They do a lot of merchandise for their main characters. That's why you never see any of the other Gleep Glops from Guardians of the Galaxy get merchandise other than the core group. Mm okay well would they merchandise this could be a yes the sword that kid loki gives to loki no doubt i can totally see that being a marvel legends replica prop mm-hmm. or you know something that they're going to include probably with the hot toy figure and then i guess how loki himself
0: is able to attach it to his back a la captain america and his shield because he must magnets just, how do they work i guess they've just fabricated something to attach it or it look like he had leather
1: straps over his shoulders that would perhaps hold this sword behind him. It's a bandolier. He's, you know, he's Ah. a local, uh, you know, cop. He's like, I'm on the beat. I'm Loki cop. Although, I love uh, people who do little uh, minifigure mashups, kit mashes of uh, the Lego figures, and they put Loki's head on, like, a cop body, and it's (laughs) literally got the holsters and everything. I'm just like... Is Loki getting too old for this shit? I I don't know. He can conjure up a blanket or...
0: A tablecloth, as Sylvie said, and they can share that for some little period of time before they face the big cloud.
1: I'm going to ask, because this was something I was thinking the entire time. Were you expecting them to kiss? Because yes. I totally was. Yes. And like they could have acknowledged the whole element of, yeah, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Kissing yourself. I was totally expecting that to happen. Didn't, di- it didn't happen, obviously, but I'm just like. But because
0: it could be and would be whatever, so weird, then that's where they. Just stopped right there, I think.
1: And there was no mid or post credit scene this week. Nope. Just kind like, of just, shocked. Well,
0: just like the first three episodes. But yeah, well, maybe we're like, okay, we're gonna get some mid credit scenes here now and
1: whatever. I, but I feel like this episode ended on the right note, on the right beat. Whereas, if you do a mid credit scene or a post credit scene, it kind of discounts the severity of the situation they're in.
0: Yeah, because we've gotten now the storm cloud. Dissipated from all the forces at work here because of the combined, whether the the kid Loki sword helped that became a flaming sword in Loki's hand, or all the all the green aura of en, enchanting. I don't know why Loki said green just now?
1: Green it was
0: just because it was all extensive and pervasive, and it's partially it's just, what you have on your shirt here today. N- nothing but fart gas.
1: Ugh. Fine, fine,
0: fine, but it was concentrated, and it looked like both Loki and Sylvie had sorry, I prefer cloud- my fart gas with pulp. Had gray cloud-like Ew. ropes sort of to, to lasso this gray cloud aliens, in, whatever. Aliens? There's that show again. Yeah, okay. But some, but with all this going on, yes, they were able to, to dissipate this great cloud. So I guess you're left with...
1: hey, there's children fallout. present.
0: You've got Fallout. You've got... Uh, ooh, it stinks in here. Ooh, all that cloudy snow. So I think the question now is, okay, now what? And you're left with the end for now.
1: And again, just a very strong ending for this show. And to be completely honest, as, you know, I've stated in the past, like, I really have not been that intrigued with this show. This episode was definitely a big turning point for me. I'm, to be honest, I'm not as excited for the finale because, let's be honest here, we got Black Widow coming out, uh, preview screening tomorrow for Thursday as of this recording on Wednesday, July 7th. And then the Friday Disney Plus premiere. Preview in New York City, I think, is tonight. Uh, no, uh, Tuesday. Today is Wednesday. Yeah, last night it was. Because I had the invite for Marvel Unlimited, and I couldn't do it.
0: I thought our friend that we're going to talk to at Big Apple Comic Con had uh, for the 7th.
1: No, it was last night, because I got the invite from Marvel Unlimited as a Marvel Unlimited insider.
0: Yikes. Hooray! But anyway... I think what we're looking at now is to finalize getting out of the void and then... And you have to avoid the noid. ...dealing with the TVA and where it's all going to Well,
1: as long finalize. as you take off your shoes before you go through the thing and they pat you down. Oh, wait, no, that's the uh, TSA. Yeah, this guy. Oh, boy. Never been in an airplane, but I made that joke. <sighs> <laughs> Don't worry, folks, that'll change.
0: Because you didn't get through the security. Anyway...
1: But in regards to this episode overall, really enjoyed it. And it it's still, it I'm not as excited, though, for the finale because I just feel I haven't been that fully invested in these characters. I might go through a uh, Nick style rewatch of the whole series before the finale on Wednesday.
0: Nick Wells, not Nick Styles.
1: Well, I said in the Nick style. You dingling. <laughs>
0: well, you said alias on alias. Yeah, okay.
1: Anyway. But yeah, I I enjoyed the overall uh, finale to this, or the sense of impending finale, but... Which Loki will emerge from the void? Which
0: personality will Loki envelop and embrace? Stay tuned. It'll be
1: lawyer Loki. Could be. Pants Loki. Cowboy Loki.
0: The Lokis are limitless.
1: The fact, of, the fact that Cowboy Loki does really exist is one of my favorite things. Again, big shout out to Daniel Kibblesmith for creating Cowboy Loki. Limitless Lokis. There. There's your double L. It's kind of like Spawn where, you know, hey, let's throw a cowboy hat on him. Now he's Gunslinger Spawn. Of course he is. Yes, yes. Or you put him in uh, Feudal Japan. Now he's Mandarin Spawn. <laughs> there's a tough one to get. The
0: The Gunslinger one anyway.
1: Oh, the gunslinger one's hilarious. Nice. I love that cover. Just a big, dumb cowboy hat. Two big guns. Oh, partner. Jackasses. Anyway, for The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. Damn right he is. And I'm Eddie Wilson.
0: Excelsior!